You're listening to The Lucid Entrepreneur. My name is Rene Bos and I'm your podcast host. In full disclosure, I'm here to share with you through this podcast what's going on behind the scenes and behind the curtains of a Dutch entrepreneur living in Bali, trying to live a life with meaning and purpose. I'll be sharing with you the good, the bad and the ugly, all for your own learning and inspiration. Enjoy listening and please subscribe to receive my weekly new episodes. Here we are again. It's been a little while since I recorded and uh, yeah, I haven't kept my every Friday you have a new episode to listen to. So here I am again. There's a couple of things that I would like to share with you in this episode. I wrote down three topics that I would like to speak into and as you are by now by now you know that I'm sharing vulnerably and that I'm sharing about the things that are are maybe not going right and things that are challenging or things that might have been good in the beginning but then turned out really bad. I really want you to see have a peek behind the curtain. So um yeah, for for these topics as well, there's there's some business-related things that I'm going to be sharing and there's also some personal things that I would like to share with you. But before I do, um, as I said, I haven't really been on track with recording these journal-based episodes. I have been posting podcast episodes on my channel because I have been interviewing people, so make sure that you check those as well. They are really fun and I'm actually thinking of inviting more people on And I'm only going to be inviting people on that are willing to share vulnerably about their their life and their life as an entrepreneur. Um, I already have a couple of my dear friends in mind and uh, we are chatting about what what is the context and what what we're going to be sharing about because we are going to go super deep and um, as I'm doing with you. So I'm not going to let anyone in, I'm not going to let anyone share when they are not willing and able to share vulnerably about their struggles because I think that is the gold that I'm trying to bring to you here. So yeah, the first thing that I want to share with you is um, I wrote down how I almost lost my team. And this happened not so long ago, this happened maybe two or three weeks ago and I literally almost lost my team, the team that has been helping me for I think about a year now. Um, as an entrepreneur, having a team is something mind-blowing, is something game-changing and I've experienced that. I've been, I've been having a team in different businesses and different setups for the past three years or so and um, yeah, it really makes a difference. It makes a difference in the sense that I don't have to do things alone. I can just focus on the things that are most important to me and that are revenue generating and not necessarily the back-end things. That, that the things that do need to happen, but they don't directly lead into getting more clients, increasing the revenue, increasing the health of the company, right? It's all these little things. And when you're just by yourself, then it's really hard to keep focused, at least for me. The moment I started hiring a team and having people help me, not only I was able to increase my focus on the more important things, but also 
all these little things that need to happen in the background, they just happen on a much shorter time frame, right? Because they are actually focusing on these things. So yeah, and, and apart from that, apart from the actual tasks that are being done, I also feel so held. I feel so safe having a team and knowing that I'm not, I'm not doing it alone. And of course, I'll be the like the the, resp- the the yeah how do you say it like the main responsible figure in the company because it's my company and I'll always be responsible for it. But it just it does relieve me. It does take away some heaviness on the shoulders, if you know what I'm saying. It does it does help me feel a little bit more free in what I'm doing and. When I wake up, especially now I'm in the Netherlands, so there is quite a bit of um, time difference. And uh, most of my team is based in in the Philippines and some of them are in Bali and others are in Pakistan. And um, until a little while ago, I also had an assistant in the Netherlands and who was in Europe. So I had like a multi, like super international team. Another one is in the US. And even though most of these people are not, you know, they're not working an X amount of hours every month. Like if I talk about team, then I'm really talking about the two amazing guys that are in my team. And just in case they are listening, Christian and Ivan. And uh, yeah, I almost lost them. I almost lost them about two weeks ago because being an entrepreneur means trying new things and running my own business is still super new to me right i have been freelancing for a long time as an it professional but that's nowhere near being an entrepreneur it does not involve visibility and it doesn't involve running systems and having automation and 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 you know getting leads and having sales calls and Even though, of course, there's parts where you still need to sell yourself to a company and tell them, hey, I can do this thing for you and this is my hourly rate. But it's nothing compared to selling like a program or or making an offer and and finding clients and handling objections. And yeah, I feel like it's so much more multicolored and more layered and more challenging as well, especially if you're just getting started. But what happened a couple weeks ago is... um, I uh, receive their invoices every month because my team is working as a freelancer for me. So they work X amount of hours every week for me. And then at the end of the month, they send me their invoices, um, which is amazing. And then, you know, me being a freelancer as well, I'm also still doing some IT work on the side just to support myself and just to not have all my income be dependent on my coaching business. Um, And what usually happens there is that when you send your invoice, they can take up to 30 days to uh, pay the invoice. And yeah, I thought it would give me a little bit more flexibility and freedom to make an announcement to my team and tell them, hey, um, keep sending your invoices once a month, um, but I'm also going to take 30 days now to pay your invoice max. And um, yeah, what what started happening is um, messages and voice messages my team telling me basically like, hey, um, yeah, this doesn't work and um, we'll be looking for something else. <laughs> we're like, we're going to look for a different job. So, um, yeah, and, and some communication issues came up where I'm like, hey, guys, you know, this is uh, okay. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Uh, sorry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I even feel a bit ashamed of sharing this here because the, the whole thing here is that I 
completely ignored their needs, right? I just did it from a place where I, um, yeah, I was just looking at my own benefits and my own needs and I didn't take them into account. So that, yeah, caused stress on their side because they have to feed their families, they have to pay their rent. And then if they need to wait two months, basically, right? Because you work a month, then you send your invoice, you need to wait another month. That means that there's like at least another month in between before you get paid. So I, I totally get it from their side. And I should have, um, yeah, at least have a conversation about it with them before announcing this change that is super impactful for them. So yeah, that happened. And then we had some uh, miscommunication where I sent them a beautiful voice message and then uh, they didn't, you know, they didn't really understand what I was saying. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, thanks. No, it's not going to work. I'll be looking for something else, different place to work. And then I really started freaking out. I really started freaking out because, you know, we've been working for, I think it's about a year now. And I am super grateful and super happy with them. They're hard workers. Their English is great. They are always asking questions, they're growing. I keep on teaching them new things to do inside the business and they just keep doing it in, the, in, in like the most amazing ways. And then all of a sudden, they're almost like dropping out, right? They're like, yes, later. Um, and all my fears came up, my fear of abandonment, my fear of being alone, the loneliness. Yeah, just like, oh my God, I need to do things by myself again. No, no, I don't want that. So I think I apologized like three or four times to them and like, hey, I'm really sorry. And I, I take this as a lesson learned. Um, and it also made me realize how important it is to have weekly team calls because we used to have them. And then it's like, yeah, let's at some point it didn't feel like a super important thing to do. So then we just skipped a few. But I, yeah, I, I see that these things, these announcements or these structural changes in business they really require a conversation with the people that are involved and um, and also doing some research beforehand so yeah i almost lost my team they took my apology we're just continuing working like we did before and um yeah yeah definitely big lesson learned how important it is to communicate to take others into account which i think I usually do pretty well both in personal and in business life um, but this was definitely a big fuck up from my side so yeah if you're listening you're thinking about the team also know that you are not responsible but you become a a big impact on the person you're working with whether you're you're hiring them as a freelancer for a couple hours a week or if they are working for you full-time these people are humans and they have families and they have bills to pay so when you touch their money then make sure that you do it thoroughly and that you discuss it with them before you make these changes because yeah that's a very important aspect of them um, feeling safe feeling safe to work with you to work for you and to be a part of the team so um yeah that's something that i wanted to share Hmm. Yeah, another thing that I wrote down, my second thing is wanting, not wanting. And this is something that shows up in all the parts of my life. I want it, I don't want it. And it's actually something that my psychotherapist came up with. And we are in the process of 
uncovering all the ways and all the things and all the moments in my life where I see this behavior, this wanting, not wanting. I want it, I don't want it. Like I really want it, but I really don't want it. And um, yeah, I think the biggest example that I can give you is around relationships, around romantic relationships where I think like, of course, now I'm more than ever aware of it. But especially when I look into the past, when I was growing up, when I was 18, I had my first girlfriend. And then in the years that followed until my, I don't know, like 25, 27, like, yeah, over 10 years of, <laughs> of relating with women. I see this huge trend of me falling head over heels with a woman. And she's amazing. She's great. I can't see anything wrong with her. She's perfect. Right. And then. Yeah, uh, I really want it. And then the moment that it became more serious after like two, three months, everything, everything in my body started going into full stop, like going into full craziness where it's like, I don't want this. Oh my God, my freedom. Oh my God, no, I don't like this about her. I don't like that about her. No, she's not perfect. I need to go out. I need to escape. And then I would usually come up with some weird way to like break up whether it's like yeah i'm not in love anymore well actually i did i did like her but everything in my body started working against me so yeah wanting it and then not wanting it and i'm not sure like there might be some people listening that are also a little bit more active in the spiritual realm um, i'm a libra and one of the things one of the challenges that are apparently pretty obvious or pretty active for Libras is that they can be in decisiveness. Decisiveness or undecisiveness. Yeah, like I can't I can't make a decision like I want to go left, but I also want to go right. Left doesn't seem too great, but right also doesn't seem too great. And then you're stuck in the middle where you are not making a decision. Um, which is, I guess, actually a contradiction to what I just shared about wanting it, not wanting it. But I think it's just a quick switching between, yes, I want it now, but I don't want it now. Oh, I, I do want it now. And then you also get like push-pull scenarios, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, come here, I'll, I'll color you. I want No, 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 I don't want it anymore. You really like flap back and forth, which is tiring for me, but also, you know, this has been really tiring for partners who are really, like girlfriends who are really crazy for me and they really love me and then there's this guy which is me who's yeah going back and forth like yeah yeah I'll promise you the moon and the stars and above and then a week later it's like yeah no I, I don't see it working so this was really challenging this was really super challenging when I was growing up and um, I broke a lot of hearts and I broke my own heart in the process as well many 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 times um, I think I I think I wrote down a list of how many women I've been in relationships with. And, and, and this is not like a relationship of a year, right? These are also the shorter two, three months. And it was over 30. I've had over 30 girlfriends. And I think 80% of them w suffered from this behavior of mine, where it's like, oh my God, this is the one and going way too fast way too fast into the relationship, opening my heart way too quickly, falling in love, 
thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna marry this woman, have babies with her, right? So this goes, this can be like a day for me or a week. It goes so extremely fast. And um, I think that's also one of the issues where I just tend to go too fast. And I'm still figuring out why, because I still recognize this behavior, but now I feel more like an adult where it's like, no, Renee, calm down. Don't rush into it. You've got the time. Um, but, but even here in the Netherlands, I've been dating a little bit, um, but I'm also going back to my home in Bali in about two weeks. And I've met some really amazing women here. And I love being a romantic. And, uh, and, and, you know, bringing them flowers and going on really romantic dates in the evening and, and being passionate. And yeah, there's definitely like a, a yearning for that, especially after coming from uh, coming out of a two and a half year beautiful, beautiful relationship in January of, of this year. So that is eight months ago. Um, yeah, so there's a yearning there that I want that again, like I want to share that beautiful connection, but I'm also leaving here in two weeks. So then again, there's this one thing and not one thing that's playing out where I see how I meet these incredible women and I, I, I want them, like I want to be with them. But I'm also going back to Bali and then there's like, yeah, I, I don't want to have a long distance relationship. I want to be able to see my partner. I want to be able to spend time with her and I don't want to have a video call relationship. So I get as I'm saying this, it's like, yeah, Renee, as an adult, you have to face reality and see that you're going back to Bali. And of course, you can make it work. But it's, is, is that really worth it? Is it really worth it to start a new relationship in the Netherlands, in the country where you're not living anymore? Going back to Bali and then having this long distance relationship like. Of course, it can work. But if I'm really honest with myself, in myself, then then I'm I don't want that. It's gonna it's gonna yeah make things so much harder and challenging, and there's gonna be pain because you're gonna be missing each other. There's gonna be you know there's gonna be desires. You're gonna be desiring each other, but you can't yeah you can't fulfill these desires. And flying back and forth every month from Bali to Netherlands is also not something that I'm open to. And uh, apart from that, just like financially, it just wouldn't make sense. And there's actually a woman that I met a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, and um, we're a great match. I can see it, like also with future for like looking into the future. Um, but but everything in my adult, also when I'm recording this, is like yeah, that's not that's not gonna work unless. Yeah, see, and here I go. It's like, yeah, coming up with excuses or... Um, for, for me, it would be so much easier and more aligned, of course, if I would meet a beautiful woman back in Bali. And there's a lot of beautiful women there. I don't have to be afraid that I'm not going to meet anyone there. And, and that's why I think that this comes down to or comes from my... Yeah, my loneliness and my, my fear of being alone and, and even the fear of not having a partner. Um, of needing to have a partner to feel complete and satisfied and maybe even to feel a man like, oh my God, I have this beautiful woman. Now I can be a man instead of me just being a man by myself. And then if there's a wonderful woman, then great, but I don't need that. Um, and I think that that's definitely some subconscious or unconscious things that are getting more into the light. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's, been a, that's been a challenge. So yeah, I'm in this beautiful connection with a woman here. And my inner child is like, yeah, I want this. I don't want to be alone. We're, so, we're having so much fun together. Let's just connect what, these, these last two weeks. And then there's the adult part that's like, wake up, Renee. Wake up. Yes, I know that you're wanting this. I know that you want to have a partner. I know that you might feel lonely and alone at times. But it's only two more weeks and then you'll be back in the, in the place where you're based. And then, you know, go on dates there. So yeah, this is, um, this is just a little, I want it, I don't want it. Ping-ponging that, um, <laughs> that's happening. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and, and then maybe the, the, the final thing, the, the wanting, not wanting, is impacting, of course, things in life, in business, in love, relationships. It's like in every, in everything. And um, maybe the last thing that I want to speak into that particular thing, the wanting, not wanting, is around, yeah, around getting new clients. Um, I've been... I've not been promoting that much because I feel really happy with the amount of clients that I have now in combination with the IT work that I'm doing. It actually feels like I don't have time, but I still promote sometimes where it's like, hey, I've got two spots left for my private VIP coaching. And um, yeah, I've been having people reach out to me, but then it like... They're either not really ready to make the investment or, yeah, they're like, yeah, I want to join later. And then there's a part of me that's like, hmm, oh, why, why are people not signing up? And this is exactly the thing. This is where inner conflict is actually preventing this from happening. Because I believe that everything you do is energy. I'm still trying to figure it out myself. I'm definitely not a master, but I see the difference between me energetically being fully ready for a new client... And then that client just showing up not too, too long after. And if I look at the current situation, it's like, okay, I've got my IT project of 36 hours a week. Then I've got one day a week for my coaching. And then I also want to rest in the weekends, right? So I basically have no space left. I could make it work, but it would mean a lot more stress. And I think just energetically, I'm not available for that right now. So I can promote the hell out of my offer, my program. People are not going to come because energetically I'm just pushing them away. I'm like, yeah, I'm not available. I'm not available for new clients, even though I'm, I'm telling you, even though I'm announcing that I'm ready for two new clients, but it's not going to come because I don't really want it. And that's something that I became very, that became very clear a couple of days ago. And it's like, yeah, just, you know, just stop promoting for a bit, Renee, because my, my vision is that in January of next year, I will probably have finished the IT project I'm working on. I'm also working on a real estate project. So in terms of money, I will be fully covered. Like I don't have to worry about not being able to pay the bills or not being able to live or like I'll be settled. So the, the pressure to make things work for money is, 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 is losing its grip right now. I'm, I'm doing it, right? I'll be 34. Uh, in October of this year, it's like, wow, I did a great job. I basically retired at 34. And, and maybe I should speak into that in a different episode as well. I'm just going to write it down. Um, 
Yeah, but what I was the point I was trying to make is when you are listening and, and whether this is something in your life, I really want this, I really, really want this. And in business, I really want to get new clients. And maybe it's not working. Maybe you're like waiting, maybe you're trying really hard for a month or longer. It's, it's just not happening. Then I would like to invite you to do a very thorough check-in if there are parts of you that don't want it. Like what would be the reason not to want it? Um, and we're, we're getting into a very beautiful topic here as well. Um, you know, around money. Like I want more money. Well, how much more money do you want? $100,000. Okay, well, manifest it. Get, how, how are you going to get the $100,000? Right? So if you have this kind of desire and it's not working, whether you had a very big deal come in or a big client and they said no and then another one came and they said no, right? Of course there's strategy and tactics and things to do, but I also really believe in that it's energy. Maybe there's a part of you that's like, no, because if I get $100,000, then I have to pay a lot of tax or someone's going to take it away from me or someone's going to steal it from me, right? So. It's like telling the universe, like, I would rather not have the money so I don't risk losing it or investing it in the wrong thing because I can't forgive myself if I would waste such an amount of money instead of, I really want that money. I really want it and I want to invest it and I'm going to do so many fun things with it, right? That's a whole different mindset and, and energetical, you know, standpoint than... I want it, but actually I'm also really afraid and I actually don't want it, right? So then you're, you're sabotaging the thing that you want to receive. And again, this, is, this goes beyond business and money. This is also for a relationship or maybe conceiving a child or yeah, getting something new in life or maybe you can even apply it to health, right? For people that don't have the will to live and get sick, that there's probably a high probability that they will not survive. But if it's someone that is sick and they really have a will to live and they're like, I really want to live. I want to see my, uh, my kids grow up. I still want to travel the world. And there's like, there's like a life force. There's a motivation behind it. I truly believe that that's a positive impact, that, that it can have a huge positive impact on, on healing and recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Another thing that I wrote down is um, no more follow-ups. And that's something that I started doing a couple months ago. And what I mean with that is sometimes people reach out to me and they're like, Renee, um, I really want to work with you. Um, I've got my own business or I'm starting my own business. Uh, I really want to work with you. And then we have a, a call, a discovery call. I explain, I first ask them a lot of questions around what their vision is, what they want to achieve, where they are now, also financially where they are now and where they want to be. And then I explain to them how my program works and how I can be most of value to them, how, how I can become most helpful. And if that's a match, if, if they see that I'm able to help them and if it's a match for me, that it's someone that I am excited about working with. And then at the end of the call, what I, what, I, what I would do in the past is schedule a follow-up call. Like, hey, take your time, think about it, let's have a call uh, in 24 hours, right? That's something that I would do. 
And then at the follow-up call, it's either a yes or a no, or if they have any questions, I can tell them. If they have objections, I can handle these. And then if it's a yes from their side, they can sign up. But what I started changing a bit, because I believe that when people want to work with me, they should already be at a certain level of excitement and and desire and need and they're like yeah let's do this let's do this now i'm tired of delaying i want to work with you now let's make it work let's come up with a payment plan let's do it right that's the kind of person that i want to work with if i follow up with them and they're like yeah i don't know you know i don't know maybe next month and then the month after i call them again right and it's like yeah no well actually i want to do it next year so i feel like i'm chasing them i'm chasing them hoping that they'll say yes right and that didn't sit right with me and of course you can approach this in a different way you can reframe it and say no it's not about you chasing the client the potential client and getting them to say yes it's helping them take the step towards their internal yes that they feel safe that you are there for them right so there's different ways of looking at this of course but for me it felt so much more powerful to say i'm not going to follow up with you like, you know what my program is about, you know the price, you know that this is something that will massively help you in your business. So if you want it, then, you know, here's, a, here's the payment link, here's the schedule link, here's all the things that you need to sign the contract and to get started to work with me. And that felt much more aligned to me. It's like, yes, yes, I'll tell you everything. I'll have a, an hour discovery call with you. I'll explain to you how it all works. And if it feels good, then it's you that needs to be empowered to say yes. I'm, I'm not going to be convincing you. I'm not going to be convincing you because if it's not an internal yes for you, then that's going to come bite you and me potentially right back in our asses later on. Because if I convince you, that means that I it's my power. I'm giving my power to you. My power. So I'm not empowering you. I'm sort of... I'm sort of lighting, you know, lighting a rocket under your ass. But then at some point, like this is all about doing the work, guys, being an entrepreneur. It's all about getting out there, taking risks, putting in the work, putting in the time, doing it. And it's not about someone else telling you what to do all the time. Of course, you can have mentors and you can have people that are of a good influence to you. And that's also what I am for my clients. But you are the one needing to do the work. And if I keep on telling you, come on, come on, do it. You have to do this today. You have this tomorrow, this next week, right? If we finish working, then who's going to tell you what to do? And that's why I think it's so important that people are empowered to make their own decisions. And that's also why I think it's important for people that they, when they want to work with me, then they need to decide to work with me. I'm not going to be the one saying, come on sign now you know you've got 24 hours to sign here no you know if you want to take you know if you want to take six months before you're ready to work with me then take six months but i i want you in when you are ready and i want you in when you're like okay let's do it right hmm. i got really fired up on that did you hear that <laughs> yeah so that feels really good and it also feels a little bit risky somehow it's like oh is it then about me not wanting to sign people on? Is it like, yeah, I don't care. You know, yeah, we'll have a call if you want to work with me. That's not the case. I'm still super excited to work with people. 
But this felt like a, an, a very aligned decision. And I might change it in the future again. But for now, this feels good. Also because I am not in the stress for new clients right now. Right? Money is coming in. The real estate is, is, is almost finished. Um, so there's less pressure. And I honestly think that having less pressure and having this tactic is actually going to pull more people in. But to be able to do that energetically, I need to be a match that I'm like, I'm, you know, I am complete. I am full. I'm here to give. I have an amazing program. People are making shit tons of money by following my course and by working with me. So this is the value of my program. And you can check it on my website just in case like my offers start at 10K for private coaching. Which of course is a, a large sum of money and it's probably more money than most people ever like invested or spent on something other than a car or on a house. But if that in turn teaches you how to make 10k a month, then is that really a lot of money, right? It's, it's, a re it's an investment, it's a return on investment trade. So yeah, I feel super good about it, I'm not gonna discount it, if people want it then I'm here. If they don't want it, fine. If they want to go to someone cheaper, that's fine too. Go choose to work with someone that you're excited about working with. Um, but this is me. Like I'm just becoming more and more clear on this is me. This is what you'll get. And um, I know it works. And if it doesn't work for you, then there's so many more coaches out there that are maybe a better fit for you. So, yeah. It feels that it's also coming from a place of confidence for me. So that, that because I feel that, it's like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Well, we've got a little bit of time left. And I, I you know, a little while ago in this, in this episode, I mentioned something about retirement. And I think that might be something to speak into. Yeah, retirement. For, I think retirement in the, in the traditional sense, of course, is all about <clears throat> you're working a job. And then you build up your pension with all the hours of work that you did for your boss and for the company you worked for. And then at, in the Netherlands, it's, I think it's 60, 67, I think. 60, at 67 years of age, you can retire. Of course you can retire sooner, but it depends on how much pension you build up, but it takes a long freaking time, right? And, um, yeah, being like pension has been very negatively in the news for for like ever, forever that I can remember as a child already. Like, oh, people are retiring and then there's no pension available or like less than what they were promised. Yeah, and then when I started working in IT as a freelancer, like more and more and more money was coming in. And I could already see that I, I didn't want to retire based on the traditional way of pension. Like I wanted to create my own retirement. I don't know. I don't even know where I got the idea from, but I'm, I think the freelancing helped me because there was just a lot of money coming in and I'm like, I can do this. I can do this much smarter. So yeah, from the moment I started freelancing, I stopped building pension and I started investing. And that led up to me now also as an entrepreneur, like I, I'm not interested in pension. I'm interested in building something that's going to generate money for me for the rest of my life. So, yeah, I still have my house in the Netherlands, which I'm renting out long term. So that's a source of income. And then I also started my real estate project in Bali about a year and a half ago, I think. 
and um, yeah, th those are almost finished. So for me, retirement suddenly, as a surprise, has come very close or very like it's 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 like within reach, and I'm still I'm really excited about it, of course. But it's also still something that I feel, is it true? Is it really going to happen? Right? What if something goes wrong? And I'm, I'm a very positive-minded guy. Like, I never really see risks. Well, I, I do see risks, but I don't, I don't focus on the negative. I don't focus on the negative outcomes of things. I focus on the positive outcomes. Like, oh my God, what if this would happen? Oh yeah, wow, that's going to be amazing. Oh my God, I have so much freedom. Um, I won't have to work anymore and um, yeah also with with this project I can probably repeat the same project within a couple years because of the money that's coming in um, so it's like um, it, it's a compound effect so every time I repeat the cycle it's gonna go more quickly and um, yeah I'm really excited about it I'm really excited about the idea that I'm able to live life fully like not not like cheaply or that I need to budget things. I can just really live a f fulfilling, beautiful, rich life without needing to work for it. It's like, yeah, the money's covered, what's next? And that is a unique feeling. I think I have felt that already as a freelancer in IT because um, I was earning like 100 euros an hour, which is 16,000 euros a, a month, which is a shitload of money of course you have to pay um, like a lot of taxes like around 50% in the Netherlands in the highest scale so that's something that I would calculate with so I would keep 8,000 a month as a freelancer which is still a lot because you know if you look at living expenses they're actually quite high now in the Netherlands with all the you know with the war between with Russia and Ukraine and uh, the gas prices and electricity prices are going through the roof here but still you know if you're if you're earning 8000 after taxes that's still like a lot of money so i've 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 always lived in this abundance state where there's like more money coming in than i needed to pay or like there was more coming in than there was going out so i just started traveling a lot i was doing courses i was going into spirituality and teaching about yoga and tantra um, but we're kind of getting off track here i wanted to talk about retirement because yeah i i, I am able to retire and it's a weird word because um, it basically means for me it means retirement it means that i don't have to work for my money anymore like even if i don't work i know that there's plenty of money available to live off for the rest of my life um, that's retirement for me and that's here and that and the thing is I'm super passionate about coaching guys about this recording this podcast for you all you know inviting people on hosting workshops masterclasses going on stage like I really want to go big and I will and having this financial stability just be there it's gonna be a game changer because that also means that I can truly I can truly give to people like I still know that I'm going to be charging money for my programs I still know that I'm going to be raising prices I still know that I'm going to improve and make bigger groups and make more money through the business but it's not the main focus it's not about me needing to survive and to make money to live off it's like okay I am going to create the most amazing transformational program 
for coaches and entrepreneurs who want to run their business like a boss, which is my last name, boss. So that's why I actually rebranded my business uh, not so long ago. It's now just called Rene Boss, doing business like a boss. So yeah, that feels so much more transformational than, okay, how am I going to come up with X amount of money in the shortest period of time? Then it's, it's coming from a needing or even a taking. Like, how am I going to how am I going to generate this amount of money as soon as possible with the least amount of people, right? It comes from uh, how am I going to charge the most for people instead of, hey, what's the value of this program? Okay, let me make, let me increase the value, right? And you can still play with that. Like if, if my program value is a million dollars, then of course it's up to me to sell it for 10K or 20K or as long as the value is higher. And as my mentor taught me, if the value is 10 times higher than the investment, then you're like in the, in the sweet spot. Because then it's also much easier to sell to people, right? It's like, yeah, you'll, you'll 10x your investment. So, yeah, lots of thoughts here, but it feels super... Mm, it feels super... I feel super grateful that this opportunity with the real estate showed up. I also see that it was me that said, fuck it, let's do this. I'm going to say yes to this huge risk and potentially there's a big risk there, like losing all the money that I invested and never earning it back. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And I believe that this is going to be life changing for me. And because I believe that, I also believe that that's going to happen. And maybe I'll record a podcast um, beginning of next year, sharing that it didn't work out. Maybe. But I don't believe that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this. It's going to give me so much space. And and I also think that it's important to keep doing what you... Like I said, I'm not going to like be on holiday for the rest of my life. I still want to build things. And I still want to be an entrepreneur. And I still want to help people. And But there's a lot of space. And I feel that... I'm a good guy <laughs> and I have a big heart and I want to help people. So I think, yeah, if there's some kind of universe out there looking down at each one of us and deciding who they're gonna like give these opportunities to generate more money, I think that they made a good decision to do that with me because I'm, I'm a giver. Like I love sharing with people. Um, and I, I know that I'll do lots of goods with the financial freedom that I'm creating. And I'm going to, in return, help a lot of other people become financially free. And um, that's something I'm passionate about. And if you're listening and that's something that you'd like for yourself, then of course, always send me a message. Like I said, I'm pretty booked right now. But uh, at the time that you listen to this podcast, things might have changed. Um, but that's, that's what I want for other people to live in complete freedom and earn money with the things that they love doing, take care of their families, their loved ones, and um, yeah, make a positive impact in the world. And the more people do that, the bigger the impact will be on the world. And that's what I, that's what I stand for. So whew, this was a, a, a I only write down like th three, like maybe 10 words. And I recorded this for you and I really enjoy this. So thank you for listening. I would love to hear from you if you have any feedback or certain topics that you would like to you would like me to speak into. 
if you are excited maybe about sharing more about your own journey and if you're willing to share vulnerably then i also would love to invite you to reach out to me so we can record a podcast together uh, you can just go to reneboss.com podcast that is where you can submit to be featured to be interviewed um, to have a session together and um, yeah thanks for listening it's monday here and um, wishing you a beautiful 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 day